I don't know about you guys, but I find it harder to explain why something is good, why something has worked, than I can very easily tell you why something was shit. Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. In this conversation, we speak to highly acclaimed editor, Sam Bold. Sam is currently represented by Final Cut and has worked with some of the biggest directors in the commercial industry. We discuss how he manages egos, how to gain trust as an editor, and his path into the industry. Enjoy. Now then, Sam. AOP. Is it AOP or now then? <laughs> I thought for a minute there you got the branding one. Oh yeah, imagine. AOP, <laughs> now then. <laughs> Sam, we go way back. We sure do. Um, I can't remember when our first job was. Um, yeah, what was that? Um, some music video, maybe. A music video, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we did a few of them, right? And then some Addy Bits and stuff. Yeah, Addy Bits. Um, but I really remember um, one time we were doing some music video and I came in and I think I was in a huff and I was like... <laughs> fucking hating what i was watching i was i i think the rushes and you hadn't touched them really and mm. i was just like Ugh. and then you were like ozzy just could you just like leave leave <laughs> for a bit <laughs> leave yeah. the room for a bit yeah. and um come back tomorrow mm. and you'll feel different and then i came back and i was like oh shit i like it <laughs> it was like a completely different yeah. feeling it was weird i think um i mean for a director particularly the process of an edit is so nerve-wracking because you know you've been working on something and for so long the shoot process you know so many things have to come together and you come into the edit suite and you just have no idea if it's going to work at all and I think lots of people react in such different ways and some people like want to get into it so quickly they want to go cool cool I want to be there from the first you know time you're selecting rushes I want to be there seeing you put every cut together and other people are kind of more like hands-off and I think it can be it could be draining for you guys, directors, you know, to go in a co like, fuck, if it doesn't work, how am I going to pull this together? And as an editor, you have to be so sensitive to like, you know, you're, you can be breaking someone's heart or, you know, saving someone's <laughs> life. Vulnerable directors yeah. coming in. Yeah, especially if you're working with someone for the first time. Um, you just don't know how they're going to react to, you know, your first cut. and. Yeah. You, you have to, it's nerve wracking. You feel that energy each time you do it. It's, just, it's still a stressful experience. Do you, do you prefer to have a day on your own with the, oh, definitely. With the rushes and things yeah, rather than then coming in? And because yeah. the thing is, you're super nice. So I'm sure you'd be like, yeah, come in if you want to come in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that um, everyone's different. I mean, you know, I've done things, um, it really depends. It Everyone's different about um, seeing rough cuts and. You know, I've had people that have like torn their hair out and they're like, oh my God, where are we going to start? You know, after seeing the first cut and some people being like, oh gosh, it, it works. Great. Cool. Let's uh, go to the pub and you relax and you never see them again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, everyone's very different and, um, you know, you have to be sensitive to that as an editor. You have to be sensitive to like, you're coming into this person, the, you know, this world yeah. um, that so many people have, you know, written directed you know and you're coming at the last minute and you're suddenly going oh no this is how it looks yeah and i I, I always see you guys as like a second director sometimes yeah when it comes when it comes to this bit because you've got to justify things to the million people in the room as well Mm. like especially when 
say a director sometimes doesn't know how to justify something, you're justifying it through your edit. Yeah. Um, so you just got to be as client facing as, as they have. Sometimes, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, often when you're, when you're editing, you kind of feel your way through the rushes, you know, and you kind of, when you're putting it together and it's not necessarily anything, you're not thinking intellectually about anything, about how shots go together or um, structure or story necessarily. You're just kind of feeling your way through it when you do your first edit at least. And yeah. um, you haven't necessarily got like a clear idea of why it works. It just does. And so when, particularly when you get through to like, you know, a agency um, stage or a client stage and people are like, well, why have you put that with that? You know, why, why, why have you gone with this order? Why have you chosen that take? And you do have to, you do have to kind of come up with, you know, detailed explanations about why you've done what you've done. And um, so rather you, than just saying, oh, it feels better. It feels better. better. Yeah. Because do you, do you sometimes do multiple cuts? Will you be like, well, I have done this with this. Or will you usually stick to, you know, because obviously there's a storyboard involved mm -hmm. and stuff. Would you do the board? Always start with the board because I think, um, particularly with commercials, um, you know, the boards are sort of what has been essentially, it's agreed, yeah. you know, that's the sort of contractual obligation yeah. is to sort of do the boards. But then from that point, you can kind of see what's working and what's not very quickly. And then you, then you refine it and make it work. But then, I, I mean, no, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do multiple cuts, no. Because essentially that's what, you know, I'm hired for over someone else. Yeah. It's because of my taste, my um, sensibilities. It's interesting though, actually, because obviously, again, it's just like any kind of director coming through, you get to a point where suddenly you, you no longer hold the camera and you're surrounded by a team and it's the same in the commercials thing. Then you, then you start working with editors, but also me and you, Ozzy, especially, especially when we're doing our own projects, I fucking love the editing process. Yeah, yeah. me too. I love it almost more than being on set sometimes. Yeah. I love like just being swallowed up in it and just being alone with it, you know, and just soaking up everything. So for me, like there's a certain hesitancy about <laughs> handing a project over to someone. Because, right? yeah. you know, you've got the trust thing and it's all quite time sensitive. Like, mm. is that something that's, I guess, become more apparent over the last like two years or how, how are things like with you at the moment in terms of like working with different directors? On new directors? Yeah. Yes. I mean, with commercials, you're generally always high. I mean, it's different with music videos and, and um, short film type stuff, I suppose, people editing their own stuff. I, I think clearly, obviously, it's best to hand it to me <laughs> rather than yeah. you editing yeah. yourself. Yeah. But, um, but, um, <laughs> but um, Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I can, I, I totally understand how nerve-wracking that must be. I mean, you know, how could somebody possibly, how could an editor possibly know what's in your head? And... And, and I think one of you just said that a second ago about, about trust. And that is basically what the job's all about is, you know, it's gaining trust with, you know, director and everyone you end up working with. And um, uh, I think that's why you see people work together with the same people time and time again, because that trust, um, you know, you can't really, you can't really force it. You know, you can't yeah. really fake that. You yeah, have yeah. to... It doesn't matter if you're the greatest editor in the world if you don't get on with yeah, 
direct yeah. it, you know, this, yeah. that, the other. It's, it's just not going to work. I guess in, 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 for us working with editors, though, it's been like the jobs that I've had over the past few years have maybe someone's gone, oh, well, this is the budget for the edit. Mm. And I've just gone, well, I'll do it then. Yeah. It, that, that's been literally the push, push and shove of it because I'm like, well, I want, I, need, I want some extra cash. Mm. And, and that has been it. That has mm. been like the main thing, I guess, why it's, and I love it at the yeah. same time. I love the process of it. Um, but sometimes I'm, I do wish I could probably just come into an edit and just do it. Mm. But I think I've just, my little greedy mind has just gone, <laughs> well, I'll do it as well. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know, but I think there's like, I think it's important for directors to know how to edit. I think that's a real mm. important part of like, you know, the craft, like, and if you're not familiar with that, then I think, I really think you should be because it's like, you know, it's making sure that you're you're also able to know what's cap- what you, what's you know, achievable yeah. with the footage that you've shot. You know? uh, absolutely, and then you know you know how to shoot for an edit for the edit, yeah. yeah. Um, rather than just going, okay, I'm just going to get a wide and a mid and yeah. a close up, and we'll, we'll get there in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just hose, <laughs> just hose it down. Yeah, yeah. handheld hose. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> When I was searching your name, because I thought, I'm going to pretend I just don't know Sam. <laughs> and I randomly saw on IMDb oh, no. that you did it, that you acted. <laughs> but I feel like I didn't know this. But is this true? Yeah. This that you're is... in the end of an affair. End of the affair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which was something, which is like an old 90s flick. Yeah. Right? Film. Yeah. But yeah. like proper, like, well, like, who's in it? It's um just my mates, you know, Julianne Moore, Red Vines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, uh, like, always hanging out with these guys. What, what? Like, what? so are so you a child actor? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, okay. Okay, I didn't think this was going to come up. <laughs> this, yeah, is not, this is not what I thought was Wait, happening today. Neither did I. Yeah, when okay. I searched, I was like, is this the same sound? Obviously it didn't work out, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't work out. Really didn't work out well. <laughs> really, really bad times. Um, we'll uh, watch it this week, Greg. Yeah, we will. Yeah, gosh. Okay, so... Um, when I was when I was a kid, when I was at school, I was nine years old, and a casting director came to the school, and just all the boys, you know, in the year, um, yeah, did an audition with them, and then apparently this was happening at schools all around North London. Eventually, got through to final. And apparently, my parents say to me, apparently, I came home one day from school, so oh, by the way, I've just got through to this final audition for this film. Um, uh, can you take me? And they were like, "What, what are you talking about?" Like, um, yeah, and anyway, I got I got the part for this film um, uh, called uh, Hollow Reed, which is a film about uh, a boy who it's a true based on a true story about um, a kid who gets like abused by his um, stepdad. It's pretty harrowing stuff, and it was just I mean, yeah, it was just a weird experience. I mean, um, really, Sam, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this, this like haunting, haunted looking child, you know, <laughs> petrified kid, you know, just like I was. You know, typecast. What can I say? Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no. I mean, it was a weird experience. I mean, um, uh, Joe Richardson, Jason Fleming, Martin Donovan, Ian Hart. Um, you know, all proper serious actors who know what they're doing. And I was just kind of, you know, I didn't know loads about filmmaking at the point, but I knew who Tim Burton was. Right, it was someone yeah. I really was aware of. Um, had obviously seen like. Batman or whatever, and like you know, hairdressers are hands and stuff. Yeah, and um, I got an audition for Sleepy Hollow. I did an audition for Tim Burton um, in 
in one of these big, I can't remember. One what, of the, to play the kid who helps him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I can't, I mean, I saw the film ages ago, I can't even remember the kid in it. I mean, yeah, I, I actually watched it a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, you watched it a few weeks back. Yeah, not wow. so long, but yeah. And, um, oh, you'd have been great in that role as well. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Haunted, <laughs> pale boy, yeah. number two. Uh, yeah, one of these big fancy hotels in like, um, in the west, down the road. I can't remember what the name of it was. And go to this kind of big, sweet top floor of the hotel. Tim Burton's there, he's fucking tall, you know, massive hair, all dressed in black, you know, the kind of, you know, the trademark glasses, everything. It's Tim Burton. <laughs> And he's like, hey, man, you should do the lines. And I had to do it in an American accent. You know, I don't know, I don't have to do an American accent. And um, just completely, you know, was terrible. Like, just completely bombed. It was like awful, awful experience. And um, yeah, couldn't remember the line. It just really got ner- so nervous and like, basically walked out of the room in tears. Like, you know, just like, this is horrible. I don't want to be doing this. Yeah. I mean, anyway, I did another film after that, The End of the Affair. Yeah. Um, that... Um, Again, came through a similar situation. It was just like the worst. I mean, other than the Tim Burton thing, the other, that was the next worst experience of my life. Um, watching like, the film. Watching the film. Like sitting there in the cinema, watching all these, you know, incredible performances, you know, from like proper actors. And then me just being like, all right, he's like, like oh, God. <laughs> It was fucking horrible, man. It was so horrible. I actually like, just, can't wait to watch this. Film. It was so painful. <clears throat> but did you think it thought it was painful because it was you watching yourself? I just wasn't good. I mean, I mean, like you know, I don't. I mean, how can you possibly be objective? I don't know. I mean, yeah. like I, I, I looked compared to everyone else on screen. I looked amateur, you know, and it was just horrible to watch. Uh, yeah. And then was that where you were like, no, never again, never again. Never so again. then you just didn't, didn't do any more. No, no. Yeah. And then how did you, uh, what was it? Well, I was like, well, I'm going to suck off being in front of the camera and I'm going to go <laughs> behind it. You make it sound so, it was like, yeah, I, I turned my back on Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to try my, try my hand at this. No, it's okay. It's okay. No. So, um, okay. Um, I was another weird story. My dad was a director. Oh, so really? um, uh, he was like kind of director in the 90s. He did um, a lot of comedy stuff. He did Whose Lines Anyway. He won a BAFTA for that. He did, he did, he turned his hat to all kinds of things. And uh, he did, he won a BAFTA for a documentary about the Nicholas Brothers dance. It was, uh, so, I mean, I grew up like, you know, film, you know, was like, like part of our family all around, yeah. all around me. And so it was like, um, I was always interested in it. And, you know, going, you know, I remember going to edit suites you know, when I was like a kid and just being like, well, these places are fucking cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like they've got all these monitors and like, you know, they can play computer games on the monitors. <laughs> and it's like, it's just great. Anyway, that, so that was always, and I suppose like that's like, um, you know, the most, most influential thing that's happened in my career. And like, the, like a lot of people don't know that this career is an option. Yeah. And, um, that's, you know, the luckiest break I ever had was knowing that I could all, you know, that that was something I could get into. And, you know, it was always nurtured, you know, from like my dad and um, uh, never pushed at all ever. But like, you know, it was kind of like, you know, here, check out this book about ILM, check out this book, by check out Walter Mersch and all this kind of yeah, stuff. And sick. So it was always something that, you know, we and we still to this day, like all we do is like talk about movies, talk about like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, I mean, that's the biggest you know, leg up I've had in that, like, it was like, I always knew I was going to be in this industry. I I always knew that, like, I was going to do something in this field. 
So did you take the conventional route of like working in a post house, <clears throat> assistant, and then edit, and then generate? pretty much? So um, I was when I was a teenager, I was a skater, not your kind of skater, I the know. dark side, I know. Yeah. the rollerblading yeah, side. Rollerblading. Craig was a BMXer. So. Okay, three of us here. Yeah, yeah. We're, we complete the. the yeah. So you're on the blades. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. Loser. It's fine. It's cool at one point. I thought. You know, I mean, it almost could have been cool, but it wasn't cool, was it? I mean, you know, I mean, anyway. The thing yeah. is, I never thought skating were cool until. But the thing is, I thought BMXing was. Yeah, I mean, I always thought BMXing were cool. Yeah, that's but, why I loved it. But I always thought BMXs and skateboarders got along at the skate park. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. no one really got along with rollerblades. Rollerbladers, no. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, I don't really know. I, can't, I think it was. I don't, can't remember why I made that decision. Uh, <laughs> Other two were too hard, weren't they? Yeah, the, yeah. They were, well, well, this is the thing. I was even rubbish at skating, right? So, like, I mean, even with even with these things strapped to my feet, I couldn't do it anyway. And so, um, yeah, I couldn't do it. So turned turned to the camera. You see, yes, yeah. and um, yeah, started filming and making skate videos and that was just like like that just like opened up my brain it was like this is this is so much fun yeah. like just making making skate films was just brilliant i think most of my skate videos that i that i did were like like 90 percent intro and like 10 percent skating i was just like filming like shots of like moody london shots yeah. <laughs> like like kind of weird sort of like there was like the insert bits i i was like the videos that just was less about the skating and more about all these little inserts or people having like just dicking around yeah, and yeah. showing like a vibe and a mood yeah, yeah. just getting of a friendship group basically yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean I mean I yeah I just love that yeah I mean I just I spent hours and hours and hours and hours um, just like you know in my room like cutting skate videos like um, and uh, that's another weird story think okay if we've got weird stories going okay yeah, I'm into weird stories okay so right next celebrity. On the list, all right? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're tagging them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't please say it. Um, so, um, when I was a rock skater, uh, one of um, my friends, one of the skaters was a guy called Stephen Madison, aka Professor Green. Um, no way. He was one of the gang. And, um, uh, and <laughs> yeah, there's a music. Rapper. All right. Yeah. Lives in Broccoli, actually. How does it? Yeah, he does live in Broccoli. I'm not in with the rappers, big camera. (laughs) And um, he he did made skate videos too. And um, he gave my first dodgy copy of Adobe Premiere and taught me how to use it. So I got taught how to edit by Professor Green. That is fucking great. (laughs) And have you ever cut a music video for him? Uh, Yes. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he come in? Uh, no, he didn't. No, it was weird. It was that's like stars aligned. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Full circle type. Shit. It was kind of that was that was through a another friend who was a skater. He directed it, and then so I think and um, I cut it for yeah. Fun. I love that. It's so weird. It's so random. I mean, it's it is weird. So you go. This isn't a rags to riches uh, okay. story here, guys. Sorry. We, uh, you know, like, this is the guy that got Sounds all the, like the all given, the, the been given every opportunity under yeah, the sun, yeah. but, and still managed to completely throw it all away. But did you not want to be a director then? No. All oh, right. So no. you just did because I. I don't know. Cause sometimes you know people want to be a director, but they're also editing. But then they'll get more into editing and do that. Mm. I, mean, yeah. I I originally wanted to be an editor. Mm. I was editing, but then I edited other people's stuff and I was like, fucking hell, I could do a better job than this. I <laughs> yeah. then tried my hand yeah. at it. You know, it was that it was that kind of thing. But it's interesting to know that he didn't use like, nah, I just want to edit. Yeah. I mean, I I love I love the process of it. Yeah. I love um 
you know, being in here and sort of working it out, it's like a sort of mad puzzle. It, I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, it looks so stressful being a director. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've been on set, right? You've done on set editing. Yeah. Before. I mean, nowadays, like almost every other job. Really? Set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. I mean, it's like... Um, I think that's really helpful, though. I think it can be. I think that, you know, different people, um, I think if it's a te- particularly technical job, it, you're there to sort of make sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to actually work. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, particularly at the moment, schedules are just so short. You know, I did a job last year and we had to present to the agency the day after the shoot. Oh my god! And so there's no other way of doing it unless you're get, you're cutting it straight away. Yeah, and these are big jobs, you know. Like these are not like it's not like kind of fast. It's just like oh, wow. people just want to see things. Everything's just getting budgets are getting smaller, and um, instead of you know the jobs coming down in scale, it's just everything just has to happen a lot quicker. Yeah. So you're being fed the rushes as they're being shot. Yeah. And then would they go like that was my favorite take there, and they it would the DIT market or something and send it to you straight away? It depends on who you're working with. Some people want you to be quite involved. And so, you know, you're kind of up there saying, yeah, this works quickly, grab a shot straight off playback, put it into the cut, does it cut? Yeah, Yeah. cool, we can move on. But I mean, which is quite stressful. So, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, but- um, But it is, is, you know, it's almost, you didn't sign up for doing that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You, you wanted to, you know, you're sweet and cutting. It's yeah. like, it's added like another layer to your job hmm. being there and someone going like, you know, agency looking at the director, director then go like, looking at you. Being like, yeah. Is it working, Sam? Can yeah. this work? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially if it's like, I guess now, you know, because there's like a fucking shit ton of transitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's wanting to know if those transitions can work, right? In exactly. sequences, like, oh, does that work? Can we, do we need to do it in a different way? Does it need to be faster? Yeah. But also you work with a lot of interesting directors as well who, you know, who are kind of like working that way. And, 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 yeah. and it, yeah, look, Ian Pondjols, Sacred Egg, you know, these are all the directors who are kind of pushing boundaries in the commercial world. So yeah. that, that's the kind of talent that you're working with. And it's kind of treading on the ground that's not been, there's a risk. And there's like, what's that like? Being, well, I mean, brought it, to them projects? again, the risk of sounding like a broken record, it really depends on who you're working with. And I mean, um, you know, for example, I mean, Sacred Egg, I mean, we have a, a relationship that goes back f- forever. Um, I cut their first music video and, um, yeah, still working together. And I think with them, like, I mean, I, I always go on set with them, mainly because we're friends and they won't have a pint after work, I think. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm joking. Um, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, although they do. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we did a few jobs, like we did a job for Ikea like a while back. We cut out like three shots from the storyboard because we were like putting it together on the day and it's like, you know what, we can do this so much simpler. And that like massively changed the process. And I think since then it's been for them really useful to be able to have that ability on set, to be able yeah. to try things out in the moment. And be honest i don't we don't interact that much anymore on set i think just being there and if i'm not telling them anything <laughs> if i'm not coming up to them and saying hey by the way mm. you know this doesn't cut yeah then they're happy you sometimes you're 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 really making sure things work before you can move on and that's quite um as you say you didn't really sign up for that yeah it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure yeah. but um but i think if you're a director 
you don't want your DP, your editor, your um, having a, a panic attack. I think that's why I'm never going to be a director, you know. And yeah, I've had gonna... too many panic attacks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, you know, it, I'm, I, I know that it doesn't. The buck doesn't stop at me at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm, I can, I can. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to suffer the pressure as much, and I can. I know that I can, I can deal with that pressure. I can, yeah. I can remain calm in that yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to because of all the egos in the room, especially, mm. especially when you have a, a room full of people. Yeah. You know, more and more people coming in now. You know, I don't know how much people come in now. If it's, if it's, it's coming back to normal now. Yeah. It's going back to normal. You know, it's all those egos in the room, and then they're all like firing at you <laughs> most of the time. So yeah. it's you being able to manage that, and you know. Feeling that maybe the director's getting frustrated, so like the creative or something, and 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 you almost can be this middleman. Yeah, we're just like leveling out. Oh no, but like you know, this can be right, but I can change this and that. Yeah. I mean, that's like I think that's a you know a big thing, a big skill to have in itself. I think a lot of that is just experience and process. I you know when I first started, you know, editing professionally, you know, so many of the the kind of like heroes of filmmaking, the way they talk about things, it's like. You've got to put your, you know, your ideas, you've got to put them to the fore. You've got to make yourself heard. You've got to be so sort of like forthright. Otherwise, if you're not fighting for it, then you're not passionate about it. And so that was very much how I kind of viewed it, you know, when, I'm, um, when I first started. And people would come in and be like, cool, can we, you know, take this scene out? Or can we, you know, move this shot around? Or can we try a different take here? And I'd be like, no. You're wrong, and <laughs> and and you know I'll tell you why you're wrong, and um and you know really fight every change that like. But I love that, and that's what you that's what you that's what you're working together for. That's what you're paying for. It's like but, we've been working with the. Oh, sorry. But no, no. But, but, the, but the thing is, is that doesn't get you very far because if you if you um you know, people don't like to be told that they're wrong, and like you know, and no one likes it, even if they are wrong, even if even if even if say we come right back around. And my the first edit that I showed you is the one that goes out. Even if that's the case, you know, if I've fought for that first edit really, really hard and told you you were wrong at the beginning, you know, you're, you're not going to want to work with. You're not going to want to work together. You know. Yeah, and I think it's about the approach, right? Exactly. It's about offering. Yeah, and you know, you have to be. I think to come around to this, how you be calm is that the more you do it the more you get through the process, you know that it's like, okay, I know we're going to tear this all down. I know it's coming. I know, it doesn't matter how good I think it is now. I know we're going to rip it to shreds. Yeah. We hopefully will come back, but it's, it's the process and you've yeah. got to do it. You, you've got to, you've got to see, you've got to understand what's in somebody else's head and you've got to try and you've got to translate what they're thinking, yeah. <laughs> you know, onto the screen. And also you've got to show them what they thought it was going to be like. Even if you know it's wrong, you've yeah. got to be, okay, right, I can see you wanted it to be like this. Let's make it that way. And you have to go with it on that journey together. It's a bit like when you do an exam in maths or something. Yeah. You've got to show the workings out. You can't just um, come up with the answer. That's not good enough. You've got to show how you got there. And you've got to go on that journey with the people you're collaborating with because, you know, well, why should they trust you? You know, yeah. if they don't, especially if you've just started working with them. Um, so yeah, it's all about trust at the end of the day. So, and you know, how you, how you, 
as much as you like you really want to go this is it this is how it should be yeah. you need to kind of explain why you know yeah yeah um, i mean i was going to say what what is the most frustrating thing about being an editor but i guess that can that be frustrating what you've just explained really frustrating thing is um it's when you get to the back end of a job and um the decisions like as as you know from when you when you get the material you know and the beginning parts process of the job you're making quite big decisions broad strokes and um you know you change things in quite meaningful ways you know you can change the whole feeling of something and as the job progresses as you get closer to the end line you're making much smaller changes and um it just gets more and more minute as you get closer to the end and um it kind of wears you down each time and um and that's when you start letting things slip through the cracks and you kind of get to the end of, of a project and you're like creative director says oh can we see all the shots of the um the the cat smiling again and um you're like okay cool i'm gonna put the okay whatever I, you want that take you could have it you can have it and then yeah. like you know and then the rest of the time you're just clinging on with your nails to not lose a percent each time yeah. um and uh I suppose it gets less and less frustrating each time because you know it's coming. But it's, I mean, every stage of the process is stressful, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's a, it, is a, it is a fight you know, to get things made and to get your um, opinion heard and your, you know, your voice out there. It is, it's always a struggle. It's always a fight and it is wearing. And I think that's why you have to make the experience as smooth as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and um uh have you had any nightmares in, in, in the any like crazy weird stories that like yeah kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like you know people can get really heated kind of in these yeah. situations. I mean okay um, you don't have to name names obviously. I have one guy who Fortunately, it's general directors. Yeah, <laughs> um, who uh, you know have got the, the egos. Um, and um, one guy told me I presented an edit to him. I was really happy where it was. I was really you know like confident about presenting. And he was like, "Man, this just has no personality whatsoever." And um, I was like, "Okay, all right, cool. Okay, um, um, what is it about it?" you know i was like really you know, really trying to like kind of hold it in you know like kind of not like crumble and um i was like what is it about this that like you know you don't like you know what what kind of change what do you what what direction do you want me to go in? And he was like i'm not going to tell you what i don't like about it and what to do next because then i'd be doing a job for you what a <laughs> so just figure it out and bring it back to me when it's good oh my god fucking hell yeah 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 well, it's not doing their job, other than yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of like that was. I I had to go and have a little walk, you know. After that, you know, a little cool down. Yeah, um, um, but that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was that was that was a bad job. I were a different person back then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, Jesus. <gasps> okay, I could, Jesus. I, never, I could never imagine mm. saying that to anyone. No, it's disgusting. I think this this particular person is, and um, yeah, he's a. Uh, known for it right so um uh but anyway um wow that must have been that was that was good fun yeah. um <laughs> but the thing that's really silly about that right is that you are a team yeah you know yeah. and it's going to get to that point in, in the process where you know there are going to be other voices that are going to come in and start tearing that person's work apart 
you've got to have people on your side. So how long ago uh, was that? Four years ago, probably. Four years ago. So, mm. I mean, I feel like, because <clears throat> how did you react to that? Did you kind of just... In, to your earlier question about like what's frustrating about it is I think that um, as a job is um, you are beholden to um, other people for your employment, you know, like, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. I've got to get, a director's got to hire me or, you know, a production company's got to hire me to do their work. And so I'm kind of, these are my clients. And so if I just turn around and I'm like, fuck you, man, you can't talk to me like that. And you worry that, okay, well, I'm not going to get another job. You know, that person's not going to work with me. And the, the reality probably isn't quite as bleak as that, but yeah. um, it feels like that. And any, any, any job that is, a, you know, a, a gig economy is, you know, when you're essentially a freelancer, there's that concern, of course. But sometimes that feels a little bit like I shouldn't have to put up mm. with this. You know, you should yeah. be able to say, no, wait a minute, you can't. And, um, you know, there's always a fear when you go into a new, when you start a new job with a new director that you haven't worked with before, um, uh, is this going to be, you know, apocalypse now again? You know, is yeah, this going to be yeah, hell again? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, luckily, luckily, it's generally not, I'd say. Yeah. 90% of the time, it's not. I think generally um, people have kind of got the memo that like being a dick isn't cool yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And most people are, you know, when you come in here, it's like, you know, into the, the, the suite, it's like, you know, I, I aim for it to be a relaxing experience and like, you know, it's something that, it's it's not like being on set. It's on set, you've got to make decisions. You guys have got to make decisions in like a heartbeat. You've got a thousand people asking you a million questions. You, you've got to get things done in a short space. In here, you have time to think about how you make things better. It's ho how it should be anyway. How do we make this better? So hopefully this experience for everybody that comes in here is like a relaxing one, uh, yeah. an enjoyable one. And, um, you know, how you kind of, you know, 90% of the job is people skills. You know? it's, yeah, it really is. It's kind of making people feel relaxed. And yeah. um, I was going to ask like what um, advice you would give, but I think I you like kind of just really. nailed it by just saying like the don't be a dick culture <laughs> is probably the biggest then best advice you can have. An advice for new directors working with editors. Because mm -hmm. obviously it gets to that point where you shift and you move into like an edit suite and stuff. Um, but if there's any other advice, you'd, you'd think of like new directors working with editors. Well, uh, do, um, uh, advice for, uh, for directors. Yeah. For directors is kind of give ed editors space, I suppose, to a certain degree. You know, I think you've got to be clear about what it is that you, you know, you want. I think it's, can be difficult for to decipher what people want, I suppose. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't pretend, pretend to know what's going on in, in your guys' heads. I mean, Jesus, it's crazy stuff, right? I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah. And then editors? Uh, like... editors? I mean, I think that, like, the actual, like, skill, the art form of editing, I don't, I can't tell you how to... I can't tell anyone how to do that because it's just, like, it's, it's personal, right? It's, like, it's, yeah. it's what... It's essentially your taste. And I think nowadays, you know, audiences are so um, educated, so clever about what they've seen, what they what they watch now. Nothing surprises them. You don't, the, the rules don't really exist. I think just go with your gut. I would just watch everything, watch absolutely everything, not just like great movies. Don't just go and watch 
you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer, you know, watch Come Down With Me. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, watch bad movies. Watch, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I find it harder to explain why something is good, why something has worked, than I can very easily tell you why something was shit. Yeah, yeah. And often you just kind of learn by kind of going like, okay, well, that feels shit, so I'm not going to do that. Just don't do shit stuff and then it'll be good, it'll be good right? <laughs> Basically, don't be shit and you'll be fine. <laughs> but it's all taste and gut feeling, yeah, isn't it? It's it is. all does boil down to taste. The other advice I'd give to editors is like, don't take it personally because it is like so nerve-wracking presenting edits to people and you do put a lot of yourself into it and, you know, I still get nervous presenting cuts to people, even people I know very well. And, um, you know, it's... People want to try things. People want to change things. And just because they, someone wants to change it away from how you've got it, it's not a indictment of your work, you know, your, your, your skills. It's kind of, you have to go on that journey with people. You have to show your workings. And, uh, yeah, watch everything. Yeah. Would you, because um, obviously you do a lot of like music videos and commercials mm -hmm. from on the face. What's, two questions. What's your favorite thing to cut? Mm -hmm. And would, and, What's the, is there a goal after commercial music? Do you want to go into long form or TV or, yeah. you know? Yeah, music videos is, I, I, I love music videos and always want to do music. So the, very, the fact that I ever cut one music video, I mean, I'm happy. I can, I can retire happy. You know, um, I can go back, go to being a shelf stacker and be happy. That's nice. Um, and, but, uh, but uh, you know, and the, fact, the fact that I, man, I cut a, a hip hop video, I mean, tick, 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 so happy. I mean, incredible, great fun. You know, music videos are, they're, they're hardest to do. I mean, you know, you've got, you, I mean, you know, I mean, they're, you've got to get so much into such a shoot, so much in such a short amount of time. I mean, the amount of times that like, you know, I'm sure you've been there too, where like you get there and you go, okay, I've cut three minutes out of the three and a half minute video, but what am I going to do for the last eight seconds? I mean, like, you know, where, where's this going to come from? And you really have to pull on all your skills and experience and, um, to, to, to make it work. Whereas, you know, when you cut commercials, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the opposite problem. It's like, how do I, um, how do I get, how do I get this to fit into 30 seconds? So yeah, I mean, music video is always definitely like my first love. I want I mean, I, I always wanted to make movies. I mean, movies is what, you know, yeah. I want to make. I mean, I, th I think most people are yeah. similar, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of, you just, um, it's hard. I don't know if I, I hope it happens. Who knows? I mean, because it's like waiting for you know one of the directors you work with, right, to be like, I've just got this commission for this. Yeah, film. and that's kind of the way you want it to happen. Yeah, is um, through a collaborate, you know, through a relationship that you've already got that you enjoy. And whenever I've like done, when I've done like short things recently, which is not a lot to be honest at all. Um, it's, it's so much, it's so rewarding. I mean, you do so much short film stuff. I mean, it's so rewarding to um, have no limitations, you know, and just kind of like how, you know, um, what would it feel if we completely changed the dynamic of the scene? You know, what, you know, that's thrilling. That is genuinely thrilling. And I can't, I really hope that that's what happens down the line. Um, I want it to be something that like, um, I be, you know, I care about as well. I don't just want to do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Um, 
Well, well thanks for that, Sam. That was great, wasn't it? Oh, no, sorry. Really Oh, well, on that note, <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, a pleasure. Nice, nice one. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah, Bye. thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>